Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. Just want to give everyone a reminder that if you haven't somehow already told your friends after 234 episodes of this podcast how much you like this podcast, please tell your friends. And if you think they'd prefer our Bestow Curse podcast, obviously that's still available. And then we have all of our Patreon shows. So tell your friends, get more people involved, join our Discord as well, talk about more things with everybody. On top of that, if you are part of our Discord and you are also part of the $10 and up tier of our Patreon, we have our drunken Discordly this weekend. And that is all I have for this week. So with that, I will welcome you into episode 234, Tulia's Magnificent Mansion. <laughs> and things that go boom, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 333. 334? Uh, 234. My dude. <laughs> or 234. Sorry, I wanted to go 333. Mm. Like the fever? Close. Yeah. <laughs> like the fever. I got a fever. 234. Yeah. So I'm lost in my cups. <laughs> All right. I don't know what episode. Episode numbers don't matter anymore. Yeah. It's just hours. <laughs> just hours of our life passing by. It's more than hours. 234 approximate hours. No, a lot of our episodes are over an hour, Griffin. I know, I know. That's why it's, it's the lower limit. Eric brought up something interesting on our Discord today. Yeah. Today's release, as of recording, was the 365th episode that we dropped on the main feed. That's inclusive of Zone of Truths, and we had a couple two-parters, and of course we have evil interludes, and yada, yada, yada. But you could listen to an episode of the mainline Hideous Laughter Productions flagship freaking uh, feed. feed. And once a day for a full year. Yeah. Never listen to the same thing twice. Wow. Why listen to anything else? <laughs> Mind boggles thinking about the things to listen to. I mean, once you're done with the year, you might as well just start right back at number one. Yeah. 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 What? What is the saying? And uh, an episode of HLP a day keeps the sanity away. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Audiobooks, fuck them. Other podcasts, fuck them. Music, fuck them. So One yeah. episode of so, HOP a day. Only an hour plus of your day. What else are you doing? Picking your nose? You can cut 20 minutes off of your picking the nose time. Griffin, I don't think you need to advertise to anyone who's been listening to episode 234. What are you guys doing? People that are listening to 234 episodes of the show. What else are you doing besides going back and listening to the whole thing one episode a year at a snail's pace? Oh, yeah. I mean, that brings up a great point. I just can't wait to listen back at half speed. Yeah, um, that's, just that's what I just really point. stretch it out for two years. <laughs> Especially in those early editing days when we didn't have the delete silence feature mm. so i'm gonna play for my children in their first two years of life the hlp at half speed <laughs> no no griffin it's it's not rated for children <laughs> they won't remember it that's the beauty of it that's the beauty of it they'll be like what did you did you make me listen to rembrandt papa 
Was I listening to Mozart to, keep, to stimulate my brain? No, you were listening to me draw on at half speed. <laughs> For at least an hour a day, kiddo. Oh, I really hope they take after Horace in those early days. Oh, oh Lord. Those poor children. <laughs> I mean, in those early days, almost everything you ingest is pureed, so. Sure. I will... I would pause. I, I would like to put something forward. We need to move the show, like the show forward. Not not in general, but like right now, because we got to talk about the drinks that we're drinking. And Haley's is insane. And how we got there is worse. And it's going to take a lot of time. I'm just telling it's, you right it now, will it will take, take some time. <laughs> so we should do the drinks nice and quick. And it's then white as new. It's white as yeah. new fallen snow. Uh, which I, I don't like. At least it looks that way in the studio from across the table. It's not white. That's even worse. Mm. <laughs> oh, mm. I think you have like a blue light on it or something from behind you. I do. It's maybe turning the yellow a little, little white. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I'm drinking a, a cup of bourbon. Okay. Brooks, what you got? I have myself a, a little tequila on the rocks with a, a little lime. You know, I was thinking about doing that instead of bourbon. And then I was like, nah. Well, you know what tequila does, doesn't it? Don't I was you? like that would I, I was like that would make me sound insane if I was drinking a cup of tequila instead of a cup of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> that little one, did that I one. know. Little did I know Brooks would show up with a cup Only of tequila. Lunatics drink straight tequila. <laughs> oh, but I mean, yeah. But everybody knows tequila makes your clothes fall off. So looking I'll forward to that. <laughs> looking forward to that in a couple episodes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the end of episode. Brooks' eyebrow wiggles that he will inevitably get into every time he drinks tequila. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, those are good. <laughs> it's not okay. It's probably less tequila than I would have if it were, say, a different, um, if it was like a Friday or Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So, so Don't there's no eyebrows. It. Don't overdo it. I yeah. Friday. Yeah, Brooks gets a little caterpillary on the <laughs> on the tequila. A, quite the sight. Steve, you got anything good? Yeah, I am drinking a double airwave. This is a double dry hopped double IPA from Hitchhiker Brewing Company. It's 8.5% ABV. And I've got it in a big old chalice. Oh, yeah. See, Take a sip out of there. Since we have two chalices, I guess you can celebrate a little early. Mm. Tastes like victory. <laughs> Not the beer, or rather the brewing company victory. I understand that might be confusing to some Philadelphians. Yeah, the um, act of winning. Yeah, no, this is yeah, this is the act of winning. It's very good, both the beer and the chalice, and the act of winning, and also, the act yeah, of winning. It's also good. <laughs> Emily, you got anything good? I do. I'm got drinking some victory over there. Ah, uh, maybe not quite that good. Uh, but I am drinking a press. This is the Lindenberry elderflower flavor. Uh, yes, quite Lindenberry. delicious. All right, Haley, lay it on me. What the fuck is that? Well, picture and drink. It is my drink that was suggested by Ellie. It is the leftover pirate's milkshake. So her recipe is pretty long. So step one, add about a cup of whatever fruit you can find into a blender. Suggestions include very brown bananas, fruit from the freezer that's now clumped into a soft bowl of ice, or a very old can of pineapple that you hacked open with a knife after your spouse buys an electric can opener and won't admit it's a piece of shit. Two. That one seems a little too specific. It's very specific. Step two is add half a cup of yogurt or something similar. I don't know what's similar to yogurt, but all right. Oh, no. Three, add some honey or maple syrup or sugar if the yogurt or was plain or the fruit wasn't sweet. 
Four, add ice if the frozen ball of fruit was not used. Five, glug in a shot or two of leftover rum that's been in the cabinet while empty the bottle if it's real low. Malibu is nice. Six, blender. So, yeah. some okay. notes here. Uh, notes? <laughs> mm, okay. And Griffin would know this. In fact, this is the first question he asked me. Where'd you get the fruit? Because uh, we have no fruit in the house. And I did not get a chance to go to the store. Yeah, I ate the last pear like two days ago. There's no fruit. Hmm. There's no fruit in the home. There's not even a frozen softball clump of ice. Uh, so my, But we did have yogurt. We have all the rest of the things. Yeah, but like that's the key hmm. ingredient, right? That's correct. Uh, there is real fruit in this. Don't worry. Um, okay. So I panic text Steve at 7.20. He usually shows up at 7.30. So mm-hmm. really good so timing. So he was like, and I said, Nearly hey, here. can you stop yep. at a gas station and get a banana? <laughs> and I don't text and drive, so I didn't see it. Correct. So I also said, hey, you know who is our neighbor? <laughs> Chris. Chris doesn't cook, though. Oh, and no. his first yeah, suggestion yeah. was. Chris, did you? <laughs> He's like, I have no fruit, but I have a Pedialyte popsicle. It's my last one, though. I can't take that away from the man. He's going to need it. I thought the only fruit he was going to have is lingonberries or something. (laughs) So then I said, I was hoping you might have like a banana or something. I don't care. Any fruit. He's like, when would you just want one fruit? Right. So I have to give him the drink. And he then texts me and he goes, I got two brown bananas in my freezer. Completely forgot about him. We meet in the alley behind our house in the dark. (laughs) I get this bag of bananas. He goes. Use your best judgment. I have no idea how long they've been in there. I don't know how old they are. And my only question to him was, were they yours, though, and not an old roommate? (laughs) They were his. He can confirm that. Okay. Timeline on that? We've got no idea. This is like a far more perishable version (laughs) of the the beer that sat for three years. (laughs) Like, I... I remember these bananas in Chris's house two years ago, I'm pretty sure. No. Oh, no. 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 He, the, the boy's not making banana fucking bread. He did specifically say, I don't cook, so use your own judgment. But He's not making banana bread. He's not using the brown bananas in his freezer. But uh, his biggest concern that I had is he did bring them over in a grocery bag that is from the international grocery market that Tim, who has not lived here in a long time, used to go to all the time, immediately had to ask him, please, for the love of God, say that these were not in that bag, because then I don't believe that they're yours. I, this man who does not cook does not go to the International <laughs> <laughs> Uh He said, no, he just re- grabbed a random bag, so I took him on his word for that. Uh, these bananas look pretty rough, uh, but yeah, I did use awful. them. <laughs> okay. They looked really bad. And then I used dragonberry rum. Okay. So I hope I don't get sick. Now, some Google sources did say that bananas can last. Up to two years in the freezer. Some other Google sources said three months, and another Google source said six months. So I'm going with the two years. That's a really wide disparity, Haley. (laughs) That is very wide. It's really, that's like, fuck it. That's that's the biggest reference range I've ever heard for food safety. This is in the spirit of the drink, okay? So I'm going to guess that that wide range is more based on quality. So the quality... Two years, way declined. Probably fine to eat. Like you're not going to grow anything at freezer temperatures, but the structure of that banana and the flavor of that banana are not oh. going to be there anymore. So oh, this, that thing is, was is that thing was the or, mush. I will say, was that it your was first taste or what? Frozen what's, mush. We, yeah, that was my first taste. How is it? 
uh, pretty banana and yogurty, and then at the then you hit a dragonberry. It's not bad at all. Um, hmm. Nice. It does taste like very brown banana, though. Mm. <laughs> it was very brown banana. I mean, that makes so, sense, dude. This banana looks like it was There's painted the same color as a UPS truck. <laughs> hey, hey, they turn brown when you put them in the fridge that are in the freezer, though. They do. And it was in the peel as well, which was also <laughs> not the way that I've frozen bananas before that I plan to use. Yeah. How did you how did you separate? That? I did <laughs> Google how to peel frozen banana and then used a knife. Oh, I, I was worried you completely thawed those suckers. Absolutely not. They oh. would not have survived. <laughs> they wouldn't have survived. It's been a real, uh, real go well, banana yeah, situation. Look at this uh, texture. It is a little bit of a slime texture. I, I would guess. Banana. I would guess that you would like just poke a hole in the top of the frozen, like the casing of the banana, mm -hmm. and then squeeze it out like toothpaste. <laughs> toothpaste is an apt description for the consistency. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. color really. <laughs> Griffins have it's been staring at my drink, but uh, it's not bad. I mean, I like. I feel like you know what, Ellie. Tell me if I fit the spirit of the drink. Oh, I think you overdid the spirit of the drink. <laughs> I did my best with what I had, that, and what I had was something from Chris's freezer. Use a brown banana that's been sitting for a little too long. How's two years in the freezer? <laughs> That's, hey, if anything, I would call that a leftover pirate rum. <laughs> yeah, left, oh, leftover from a different generation. <laughs> exactly. These bananas can vote. <laughs> These bananas are Gen Z. <laughs> the deal went down in an alley. It did. I, I did have to go out into the dark alley. Uh, there was another car that did stop and stare at me. I think they thought I was trying to break into the garages. But then, don't worry, Chris walked out with the bag of frozen brown bananas. Are people doing drug deals in my alley? No, <laughs> they're exchanging banana disgusting bananas. <laughs> you know, I, disgusting. I, I'm going to call the cops. I'm calling the cops anyway. Exactly. You know, I, I think this might be worse. Yeah, <laughs> Arrest these people right now. <laughs> well, um, I guess I'm proud of you for not drinking water again, but. Can't, I followed the rules. You did. <laughs> you did. No substitutions. I'm very proud. <laughs> this makes me very happy. I can't. I can't believe you did all that. I. I was. I was. I didn't know what to do. I was so expecting you would like squirted Mio in it or something to give it a fruit flavor, something uh, dumb like that. Been... Because I knew for a fact we had no fruit. That's correct. Or or like the color of it. I was like, we might have frozen mangoes, but that's not mango colored. Yeah, we're out of frozen mango. I ate those, too. Yeah, well. If uh, my stomach starts hurting, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> At least we know you didn't get gluten. You just did this to yourself. <laughs> I need to make the drink. <laughs> yep. At every cost. <laughs> well, we don't have to roll off, so... I guess we should just get into it before Haley starts, uh, you know, asking for excessive bathroom breaks. Mm -hmm. The year of Steve keeps getting better. <laughs> 2020, 2023 is my year, baby. <laughs> 20 money me. Uh, so when last we left our heroes, they continued the fight against the Chamberlain, vampiric enemy, and some callers in darkness. And... They were able to defeat all of the enemies except for the vampire who they had cornered and then cast that freezing sphere 
into herself, kind of eliminating herself in the hopes that she could take many of you with her. Uh, she almost did, especially with Ikmer, who was sharing damage with her, but the group managed to survive with, I think, what, one casualty, but a breath of life. Is Lyra the only one that went down? Ikmer oh, yeah. also Ikmer ended down. up requiring a breath of life as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah he so. went down twice. So a couple casualties, but uh, none that were permanent. And that's where we find you now. I couldn't tell because I was on the ground and then uh, I gasped to life and then again fell back down. Guys, I'm really exhausted. Yeah, um, this has been really rough. How are... I mean, it's like not good for any of us, right? I'm getting pretty tired myself. I don't have much healing left, but I can spare a bit more. Nonsense! (laughs) We are in the heart of the beast. There is no way to go but forward. Onward, my companions. Remember, two wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Yep. Oof. Very smart. Not practical knowledge. Well, do y'all want me to conjure up that mansion? Is it is it time for a rest? A proper one? Matumbe, I, I I love the effort. Real real A plus there, but you know, bud, I'm gonna have to gonna have to say this is the first time that I think I think you're wrong. And hmm. and I might have a bit better of a judgment than you in this uh situation you've taken some damage as, as, as well and I, I think you should you should hang back with us Ikma there is nothing wrong with me there's nothing to worry about I never thought you would be the one to back down from a fight turn tail and turns like dude no we're beat up we need to stop this time, this time no one's hurt us. Hmm, a wise one, this Mr. Rook, but also a coward, as are many of you. Is I one am a more little thing. tired though, so I will sleep, not because I am cowardly like you all, but because I need to sleep. <laughs> Before we get to Reston, we should check out this room. And make sure that Chamberlain doesn't come back. I don't think we should fight him. Say, so, yeah, I've uh, I gotta take off the head of that guy. And uh, Durin, you're, we're gonna need holy water if you've got it. I still have a few uh, uh, vials left. Yes, so All I can right. definitely spare one. I mean, Eclipse is gonna go chop off the head then. Then what are we thinking about uh, Shelter after this uh, this beheading? I'm just gonna. Conjure up a, a mansion, actually, that we're going to sleep in. Get a catered meal. Nice rest. You can have a custom bedroom. Oh, that sounds quite nice. Does it have a spacious uh, sewer system, by chance? <laughs> that I, I can if, stay in? I guess if you want your bedroom to look like that, you could maybe have it. But o- only your bedroom. Pizza slime on the walls. (laughs) I want want Ix to have like the race car bed. (laughs) (laughs) And his feet are dangling over the side of it. (laughs) 
Well, uh, Eclipse hurries to do so. You know, you only have about a minute before it, it starts to heal uh, the, yeah. the effects. So you decapitate it. Durin pours holy water on it. Are you uh, examining the room and the yeah. bodies? Yeah. I would also allow a knowledge history or nobility check. The vampire woman had shouted a name before she kind of exploded. All right. Uh, Tulia and Eclipse auto-aid on history. Tulia auto-aids on nobility. My history is slightly higher as Mitsumbe. Are these the same yep, roles? they're the same. I'm okay. just giving you options. All right. I can yep. roll to aid. What's your knowledge for nobility if you're worried about that? My nobility is a plus 20. Oh, mine's plus 19. Oh, well, some of them. Let's go history. Go I think Dern can also aid. So that's one, two, three, at least. Air Bear tried, but uh, did not. Okay. 51. Sure. Dope. She had shouted the name Malaeus before she exploded. And you know this probably from reading the notes in your book. You may have seen the name. Uh, this is the name of uh, the vampire lord that sided with the Whispering Tyrant and betrayed Luvric. Or I guess, you know, depending on which side you think of, Luvric betrayed them. They haven't been seen since the Whispering Tyrant was trapped in Gallowspire. So to hear the name is ominous news. I just skimmed my notes. I didn't write anything down with that name. What was the specific quote, or at least like an approximation of the quote? What did she say about him or them? Uh, I think I think she just shouted the name. Oh, she, just yeah. the name. Okay. Yeah, she... she she just had shouted Lord Malaeus. Matuma is just like tuttering about the room, doing his thing, being odd. And then he stops, puts his finger up in the air, like buzzes, flips through a bunch of pages of the book and then stops. Ah, there we are. Malaeus, that's where I'd heard the name before, or rather read the name before in the tome, The Bones Land in a Spiral. This was a... Powerful vampire who sided with the Whispering Tyrant hasn't been seen since. Pretty ominous, if you ask me. You also know that the place where uh, Malaeus supposedly ruled out of is called Castle Cronquist, mm. and it's so haunted, nobody has been there for hundreds of years. Nobody has tried to, you know, reclaim the place. Where is that? Would we know? It's Even in, just like a region? It's in Ustalov. It's um it's it borders on Virlik, so it's it's like nearby, but I, I believe it's actually in um Count Galdana's county. He turns the page and reads that. Castle Cronquist. That's where he's from. The more you all know. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not gonna say it, but I want to. Because it's not the ep- end of the episode. <laughs> uh, uh, now, as you as you guys kind of look around the room, um, this is the vestry. I believe I mentioned that before, but it's almost welcoming in here. It's not uh, filthy like the rest of Ren Church has been. The uh, heavy curtains and settees and rugs and high back chairs are actually in um, 
Like they're 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 not in disrepair. They're they're well kept, and it looks like this is almost a like a welcoming room, which makes sense that the the Chamberlain would be in here, um, and also makes you think that that vampire was a guest um, that was visiting. Mm. You also notice in the south there is a large iron grate set in the floor. And if any of you approach it from, you know, 10, 15 feet away, you can feel like a, a chilly air that kind of wafts up out of it. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder if, if, or I guess since she was a guest, that she's the Lord... Emissary. Okay. She, prob- she probably is the, uh, is this dude's, like, diplomat or whatever here to talk with Whispering Way folks who are bringing the Whispering Tyrant back, and he's like, hey, I want to talk to the vampires because we used to be friends back in the day. Let's team back up. Yeah, that's that's along the lines that I was thinking, too. I was hoping that she definitely wasn't, uh, like, his traveling escort. Not like that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, like, like she wasn't accompanying him. I mm. hope not. Yeah. I would hope not as well. Yeah, that, that might be quite dangerous. I mean, you would think that this Lord Malaeus is, is probably of of equal power to Luvric, at least. Oh, boy. That'd be bad times. Yep. All right. Um, let's, I don't know, can we look down that grate? See, like, is there anything that we can, like, actually see? You absolutely can look down. You need some rolls or just us to look? No, you all have dark vision. You, you see that there are, um, as you look down, there are iron spikes driven into the wall in a pattern that appears to be climbable, and it goes down about 15 feet. You can tell at the bottom there's, um, you know, you, you, see, you see stone floor. You can't really see to, like, the, the walls of the room below, but it does look like it extends outwards a bit. There's no light, uh, but you can make out one wall. The wall you're facing look looks to be, you know, man-made, carved, and flat. So it doesn't look like it descends necessarily into like a natural cavern. Looks like it descends into a some kind of basement, maybe. You also notice that on the grate, the grate is actually hinged, so it could be opened. Is that where we saw her spirit go? Because like, she's a vampire, right? Sorry, I, did I miss that? I thought she went straight up. Mm-hmm. Indicating perhaps that either her coffin is somewhere above you or that she has oh. no coffin at all. Gotcha. Okay. What about all these people we fought? They got anything fancy on them? Yes, sure. I would love to know that. I mean, Eclipse can start touching stuff. Tulia can start doing spellcraft checks. I'm going to say that by... Uh, dying to a burst of cold. Some of this lady's gear is still around. Frozen a bit, but, yeah, but the, here. <laughs> the, the gas condensed. <laughs> as you as you look at the uh, the fext, the chamberlain, he has a uh, a bastard sword that he was using. Uh, he was wielding it in one hand, and you know that means he was either trained in using a bastard sword or potentially worshipped a god that that's favored weapon is a bastard sword. Uh, the bastard sword seems highly magical. He's also got a uh, magical 
heavy steel shield and some magical full plate. I won't require a spellcraft from these because you can auto get it. Uh, they're both plus three. Okay. Mm. Whoa. I have a plus 28 without rolling. Uh, that won't be high enough for the sword, so okay, I will need a roll on the sword. What about a 38? A 38 should be good. This is an impressively made weapon. Uh, it is a plus three impact bastard sword. Huh. What impact does is it treats your weapon as a size higher for damage die. Oh, that's so good. Isn't bastard sword already like a D10 or something? Like It becomes a 2D8 weapon. And if you have exotic weapon proficiency, you can wield that in one hand. Yeah. Dang. That's crazy. Um, He's also wearing a headband. Let me roll. Yeah, I'll Uh, need to roll on that too. Uh, (laughs) Rolled one higher. 39. Yep. 39 should be good. This is a headband of aerial agility, charisma, plus four. And so the plus four version allows you to cast fly on yourself three times per day. That could be pretty helpful. Yes. Yes, it would be. So, uh, charisma base people, do you want it? A.K.A. Emily, right? (laughs) Yeah, Emily and her headband. So Uska can already fly, and she has a plus four wisdom and charisma headband, and Lyra has a plus six, so I don't really want to give up the plus six just to gain mm-hmm. the fly. Hmm. I mean, I don't want it. How about, uh, how about like, Icar Air Bear? Can we throw it on one of them? I don't know what your headbands look like. Let me check the headbands. Giving you guys the ability to fly like that is... Exactly, yeah, like... you. Charisma doesn't matter like, for you guys. Ick in particular, but. maybe? Well, for Ick, yeah, that, that'd make him able to fly four times per day, essentially. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he already has the, the shield or, or whatever that's giving him that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's from his armor. Let's see if Air Bear has anything on his head. Ickmer doesn't have a headband. I think we gave Air Bear something of wisdom, maybe? Because uh, he gave something because he yeah. kept getting mm-hmm. destroyed yeah. by the madness. <laughs> like I feel like we gave him something. Like he that. has a headband, uh, plus two wisdom and charisma. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, Ikmer can just pick that right up and it put it on. Pretty. Mm-hmm. Puts that on and becomes a little bit more polished. Even more charismatic. Yeah. Maybe. Really becoming a leader. <laughs> Whoa, becoming be a leader. A better leader. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the collar and darknesses had just dissipated. They're, 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 you know, itemless creatures. However, this vampire um, has some items. Uh, and I think most of them are relatively uh, easy to, you know, You've seen a bunch of them. So she's got an amulet of natural armor plus two, a cloak of resistance plus two, a ring of protection plus two, a headband of mental prowess plus two, wisdom and charisma, a bag of holding two. Dumping that, there are several items inside. She has a several wands tumble out, and I'm going to need spellcraft just, you know, like Eclipse could touch these, or I think your latent spellcraft can actually probably get you them, but like you need to know 
for each wand. You don't know innately. And so rolling those and, and you know, you have a latent plus 28. Yeah. You, you pick each one up. One is a wand of magic missile with 50 charges. Oh, fuck yes. Uh, one is a wand of dimension door with 12 charges. Who, baby. One is a wand of inflict moderate wounds with 50 charges. We're already lousy with inflict spell wands. Yeah. Uh, I mean, vampire. So it's, yeah. it, it is what it is there. And a wand of stone shape with 20 charges. Another thing, you know, it, it it's like wand shaped, but it's a little bit bigger. Falls out of there. Like a rod? It, it does seem to be a rod. Um, Want me to roll? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and roll. All right, I will roll. That was an 18 on the die, plus 28. Nice. Yeah, this is a quicken metamagic rod. <gasps> oh, oh, my boy. God. What kind? Just flat, like regular quicken? The flat. So. Oh, hell yeah. So not the lesser, the flat, yeah. but not the greater. So I think, what what's flat do? Up to level four spells or something? I think lesser is like up to level three. The regular one might be up to level six and then nine. It was six. Yeah. So pretty big. Three times per day. Quicken. I mean, yeah. Put that in the hands of a spellcaster. That's so damn good. Oh, yeah. Tulia. Like that, that by itself made the combat worth it. I legitimately think that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an expensive item, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Um, it is. The bag of holding also contains a scroll with a wax seal, and the seal appears to be a like heater shield. If you've ever seen one of those, the ones that kind of um, they they're like a it's hard to describe the shape. It's like it points out, and then it comes to a point at the bottom, uh-huh. it's like a rounded yeah, yeah, yeah. triangle instead of a full triangle. It's rounded at the sides. Okay, and the the shield itself has three skulls on it. Do I roll for that as well, or is that a scroll to read? You could, you could roll on that image. Oh, spellcraft on a, the image? Be it? No, it'd be a nobility. Oh, nobility. Yeah, I can. I will aid, or Air Bear will try to aid anyone that does aid. that. Matsumbe got it. I mean, I don't know if I'll succeed, but I've got a twenty nobility. If somebody else has a, I've 20 got a nobility nineteen shot. nobility. Go ahead. Wow, not bad. Ooh, you might need to roll that because I rolled pretty crappy. That is going to be a 28 total with an aid. With 30. 32. Yeah. That's enough with your previous success to know that this is the heraldry of uh, Castle uh, Cronquist. And it also represents Lord Malaeus's blood feast shield. It is what he wielded into battle against the Shining Crusade. It was a fearsome shield that could like could animate on its own the three skulls representing the three skulls embedded in the lord's actual shield that could feast on the blood of enemies without him having to remove his helmet is there anything on the scroll like writing or if you open it up yeah it is a um it is a missive from lord malaeus and it reads that he is amassing his forces to aid the Whispering Way in the resurrection of the Whispering Tyrant at Gallows Byre. Called it. Yeah, you did. Wow. Yeah, uh, thank goodness we 
asked for extra reinforcement. I know a thing or two about vampire culture. I, I saw that coming right away. <laughs> but, all right, are we going to have to answer for the federal crime answering or opening someone else's mail? <laughs> <laughs> Oof. I mean, it was, it was sealed, but it wasn't stamped. I guess we could just like reheat yeah. it up. I guess, and then I like, kind of reform it. Yeah, back. Eat the ceiling. <laughs> it's almost like smudgy. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what kind of spells or spellcasters have, or what kind of slots they have. But um, you, know, you do have acquaintances heading to like the most powerful vampire in Ustalov uh, that are in contact with the other most powerful vampire that's on your side in Ustalov. This might be the kind of information you want to give them if you could arrange like a ascending or that kind of thing. We must inform Quinley of this development. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a spell that Uska could prepare, but I would have to see if she has any slots left. Oh, she could actually uh, prepare it today and then send it. Yeah, so if that's if that's something you guys want to do once you if you're deciding to rest, um, why don't you why don't you go ahead and make me? Uh, I'd either allow a knowledge engineering or you know even just like a, an intelligence or a wisdom check. We got engineering. Sure. Bear, bear. I think Tulia does as well and shouldn't be able to auto aid, but let me double check. Bear Bear will uh, try to aid with engineering. <laughs> and he does. Yeah, I auto aid. Okay. 41 total with yep. those aids. Ooh. So with that breeze coming from the Iron Gate, the grate down here, uh, you do think that extends, be even though you can't see it, extends beyond whatever chamber uh, you're seeing below. Mm-hmm. You think it extends to water somewhere because of the chill. Mm. Um, did anyone take me up on the uh, on the intelligence or wisdom roll? Oh. I mean, I can do an intelligence. Uh, yeah. Uska did with a 25. Oh, damn. Okay, yeah. Ooh, you got me. Uska. Matumbe reiterates that. And you take stock, I guess, of the, of the situation that you're in. You haven't really left anything behind you as far as you've been in Ren Church. And you know the only exit is the front door, at least on this floor as you, you know, went around the the church, there's there's no other way in or out. So if you wanted to ensure that whatever's happening here doesn't leave in a hurry, you could potentially take measures now to block off uh, the areas of egress. That would be the grate and this, uh, this door to the north outside of the hallway into well, the screaming Guess what, hallway. bitches? We got a wand of stone shape. <laughs> plug them holes. Perfect. So you could certainly use that to plug the holes. And I think at that point, you know, yeah, you've seen incorporeal enemies so far, but hopefully that's not Kendra. And hopefully what you just did keeps Kendra in the area that you're led to believe she is. So in this building, so that you can continue to search for her. As far as those of you from the neutral interlude knew, you know, Nana Opal was corporeal. It's not to say she could, couldn't, could you know, dimension door out of here, but 
this might be a little bit extra measure yeah to keep uh keep folks from moving in and out it'd be really hard to empty the church with the measures that you've just taken awesome so we do that we feel better about that that security mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we build a mansion and go to bed Build a mansion and go to bed. <laughs> Simple as that. Easy. Mm-hmm. Build a mansion, have a nice course meal, go to bed. Oh, and convert all of our healing or our spells convert, into yeah. healing. Do as much healing as we possibly can. Absolutely. Yep. I wouldn't hate it if we cleaned up my wisdom damage, but you know. Oh, <laughs> if not, that's fine too. You are in luck because Lyra can cast heal still a couple times. So that would clear up. Yeah, I sell three heals. You just need a couple lesser restorations too. It's just it's just wisdom damage. Yeah. Yeah, and Lyra has that as well. It's just too too long for the combat. Exactly. I, I was just saying because I know that's why you were using heal mm-hmm. was to was so you could do it in one round. But now that you're not on a time constraint, you can use something weaker. Do any of you reach out to Ragsmauda or? you leave her to kind of... I mean, she is defending the ship and its artifacts, so I don't know that her 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 joining you might protect her, but it might leave your valuables at risk, so I don't know what you want to do about that. Oh, I could... I do have two slots for sending, so we could send two messages. Yeah, we should probably, like, tell her, you know, pull the pull the ship around back so so no one sees it. <laughs> Just sitting in the block for a while. I mean, she's undead. (laughs) She doesn't have to sleep. So, I mean, you could tell her something like just stay mobile and tell us if anything leaves the, you know, fly around the, fly around Ren Church and make sure nothing leaves. Makes sense. Yeah, we can communicate that in 25 words or less. So give her a quick update and give her those instructions. Sure. Um, She would respond in the affirmative. That she will do that and that she'll contact you if, well, I don't know. Do you tell her that you're doing this magnificent mansion thing? I don't know if she can't, if she can contact you through that because it's technically a separate plane, right? Yeah. Oh, we would have to do this before. Like, yeah, you would have to, you would have to send her the message before. We'd have to send her the message and then say, we're going to be offline for, uh, you know, 12 hours. Or you, I mean, you could just tell her it's, I, I think, I think there's just a like failure chance on sending if it's between planes. If the creature in question is not on the same plane of existence as you are, there is a 5% chance that the sending does not arrive. So yeah, you could just, you could just tell her like, Hey, don't worry <laughs> if you're se- if you try sending back and it doesn't, and it doesn't work. We're doing this magnificent mansion mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Uh, BRB Bay. BRB, we're going to hang on a mansion for like 30 hours. <laughs> uh, sorry, you weren't invited. <laughs> we sealed up the castle before you got here. Those assholes <laughs> stayed in my luxurious <laughs> ship. Okay, well. Uh, who do um, we want to contact about the vampire army? Do you think... Uh, Quinley Bazdell. You could do Rune or Quinley. I mean, they're with the rest of the vampires. Right. Mm-hmm. Pick your favorite, Emily. Ooh. Oh. Well, they're technically heading, as I far mean, as you know, you know they're, they're going to be together. To, they're heading That's, to. Oh, they're together. 
I think you could get both of them at the same time, if you know what I'm saying. They're heading to Count Tyriac's uh, castle, so they're not. They're no longer with Luvric and and those vampires, but they are heading to another group of vampires. I guess they would so. be the they would be the best ones to spread the information. Remember they were going to like bargain with or like try and get Count yeah. on their side too. So this could be another good. It could be good for them. Mm-hmm. Good tidbit for them to be able to share. And, uh, if you need to save words during the message, you could probably just uh, combine their names. Well, l- luckily, luckily the message <laughs> isn't written, so you can send it to Rune. Yeah, <laughs> true. Pictures <laughs> not probably written, not allowed. So. Oh man, better send it to Quinley. Unfortunately, Rune can't transcribe it. <laughs> that's why you're sending it to Rugly, because apparently <laughs> yep. that's their name combo. Yeah, oh, that is the worst celebrity it? name. Isn't it? I was, oh. thinking, I was thinking them through in my head, and I was like, there's nothing good. <laughs> that's R- rough. Rugly's wintergreen gum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like a wintergreen gum that they sold in the 30s that has like an amphetamine in it. Rugly. Rugly's. Mock off. They give it to people in the trenches. I'm heading to, I'm heading to Rugly Field. What do they play there? You don't want to know. Some shady games. It's a cockfighting ring. <laughs> Rugly Field. All right, what do you send them? Oh, I think Uska would work with Matumbe to get all of the the details in because uh, she would want to definitely mention the castle conquest and Malayas just to make sure they have the like right names to use in their sure. discussion. And we should also probably give them an update that we're actually here and uh, in Renchurch. Made it to Renchurch. Yes. Really sucks here. <laughs> <laughs> Worst fought postcard death. ever. <laughs> I fought death and all I got was this t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> all we got them was this lousy sending. Yeah, Matume can certainly help get the details straight. And though sometimes he is a little verbiose, he's very highly intelligent. So we could be smart with our words. And I think... I think we should also mention Lyra reaching out to Mikhail and getting uh, the uh, Knights of Last Wall on there. Yeah, I mean, they don't even know the rest of the group is with you. Oh, you that's know, they, right. They don't know any of that. But they also don't know the rest. They, they don't, yeah, they don't know the rest of the group. Yeah. But, you know, like they don't they don't know that the rest of the group met up with Jimberium mm-hmm. and there was a whole thing there. They don't know anything about, you know, this, these killer dragons and that kind of stuff. All valuable information for when they, you know, valuable information. Don't fight the werewolves or the, uh, or the, um, Knights of Osom that, that you see. good. Werefolk Knights, good. Knights good. good. Other vampires, very bad. Mm-hmm. Dragons, also very bad, mm-hmm. except Jimberium. <sighs> okay. We can get Unknown dragons, bad. I'm writing stuff <laughs> okay. down. We, we can get pretty... I think we can get pretty close with this. Quick update. Oh, we're using two two words on quick update. We're going like to use okay. those update. two. I like it. That's ballsy. That's ballsy. Lord Malaeus bringing armies to Gallowspire. Do you want to have a one extra word and say vampire army? Yeah. 
Let's replace Quake mm-hmm. with Vampire Army. Yeah. All right, yeah. we're we're at eight. Originally, I had us uh, saying that we were gonna we were safe in Ren Church for the night, but I don't think we need to really say that anymore. If we have wor- yeah, I, we have words at the end, sure, but yeah. like. Get super I think basic. Emily wrote stuff I Werewolves did. good. Knights good. I did write yeah. this mm-hmm. stuff down. So we could say met up with friends at Renchurch. Vampire Malayus Castle Conquest joining Whispering Way. Dragons bad. Werewolves and knights good. That's 19, 18 or 19 words. Miss Gallowspire. Yeah. I'll maybe say werewolves and knights good at Gallowspire. And Jimbirium. They know he's good. They know him. Yeah, they know Jimbirium. Oh, okay. But you probably want to say that the, the vampires are going to Gallowspire. And there are bad dragons. Or I guess yes. other dragons. Bad. We say... I don't know. Werewolves. Being a bad dragon, use knight, discount code. God, I wish. And our vampires good at Gallowspire? They know their vampires are good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we got it. Like you can with, say other vampires with 18, bad. Yeah, with eighteen lives. Yeah, with eighteen, with 18 I would just say, yeah. you guys, you guys can relay a message that without too much decoding uh, <laughs> reveals that you are safe at Ren Church. You've met up with allies. Lord Malayus from Castle Cronquist is meeting up with the Whispering Way, bringing a vampire army to Galaspire. At Galaspire, the werewolves and Knights of Ozum are good. Or are on our side. Mm-hmm. That works. That was quickly respond. <laughs> I'll let you do it, Steve. God, you seem super eager that it would go to Quinley. <laughs> well, I guess I don't know what he's been doing. Like he's been journeying, sure, but do I? Do I? Does he have any significant updates to return to the party, or is it just like a hey, we got the message, cool? Um, and Ridley's been doing. Kate thanks. Bye. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think from Quinley's perspective, they are a day away from. Um, Count Tyriac's castle. The party is intact. Kiza is safe. I mean, if they don't have any significant updates, I could throw some bullshit in there. No, I mean, I I think those are the updates. Like, they're all safe. They're about to make it to Tyriac's castle, and, like, they'll be at Tyriac's castle tomorrow. Um, All right, I'm just going to start counting words, and much like Quinley, I'm not going to really think too much about what I say before I say it. Uh, So if I run out of words, it's just going to happen. It's just going (laughs) to cut off. Hello, friends. Quinley here. And Rune, too. Everything's good on our end. One day away from Tyriac's castle. Keys are good. Relationship status good. Really hot. That's what he wanted. (laughs) 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 You hear this (laughs) through the ether. (laughs) Uh, I feel like he should have just left the last part out. Well, uh, what are we supposed to know what's hot? You probably have to cast that second thing. <laughs> I'm all out of spell slot. Gonna have to wait till tomorrow. Okay. So, um, we doing a, uh, doing a spell now? Is that, is that the deal? Yeah, I have to prep it. Which takes you a minute. Yep. So as, as this sending conversation is happening, you prep yeah, the spell. Yeah, yeah, And then... It takes almost a minute for, uh, for Quinley's message to play. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me check right. how long it takes to cast that spell. Right. I feel like the 25 words that this party was allotted to send to Quinley and Rune, we like 
thought about for 15 minutes. We made sure we were getting the right words. And then we got a response back too fast. It was like, uh-oh. They didn't think about this at all. They just respond immediately. You just get a, a W-I-D. Yeah. You up. You up. Uh, so this is only a one action casting, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I figured, I figured it was just a. Yep. So you guys spent some time figuring out the the stuff. You yeah. wall off the 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 areas with stone shapes. You cast stone shape twice. Yep. And then Tulia pulls out a little door that looks like it's been pulled off the dollhouse, as well as uh, a couple spoons and just like one piece of marble. And she lays them down like the spoons are going to be in the house. The marble is the floor and that door is going to be the, ha- the the door. And then mansion. <laughs> Actually, technically, it is not a mansion by standards in real estate because it is only 4,500 square feet and mansions are 5,000 square feet. But mansion. McMansion. You each get 300 square feet to do with what you please. Oh. Wow, we get a whole so- studio apartment. Correct. And then the remainder will be for the communal areas. We don't need to build a kitchen because just there's so many um, <laughs> nine course meals that just exist. And then there's a bunch of servants around so that they can uh, stay in the communal areas. I guess. So are we just like teleported into this thing? We got to go no, through the door. You go through the door. All right. So like the door grows. Yeah. So like the door just kind of grows and like you don't see anything behind it at all the little piece of marble that she had that just becomes like the little door step and then uh the the just big door and now you can go through that door it is like a four foot wide and eight foot tall door it's a massive door and then we're in a mansion oh so you don't see it from the outside you're immediately inside no you you go through the door i figured they're gonna just walk in yeah you just walk okay so you just walk in the front door yes and you're in a mansion does the entrance hall look like so, admittedly, that's not super extravagant or big because it's basically just a hall with maybe some uh, basic hooks and shelves for your stuff, and then you immediately are in a, like a large living room esque thing, and a and then a dining room is off that off to the side of that, and then there's a, a one hall with just a ton of doors. This is the worst layout <laughs> ever. It's one hall with so many doors because there's one for each of us. Imagine and you guys like running in there, elbowing each other for the, for the, like the, uh, like yeah. what is it? Cheaper by the dozen when they're all, <laughs> right. when they're all fighting over the, getting the bigger room. <laughs> no, they're all 300 square feet per my rules that I have now set. <laughs> <laughs> but none of us know that. So we're all going to start. <laughs> like, oh, 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 you guys are going to open the doors and you're going to open, you're going to just keep opening all these doors. Right. And like, Matumbe's gonna open a door and he's gonna look in and it looks like it's just got like kind of too much stuff in it and that's clearly not his vibe he's gonna go to the next one and it's gonna be like a mini library with a bed in it he's gonna be like oh wait <laughs> I, I think we should describe our room absolutely yeah, okay. and, and I'll, I'll start with Matumbe's because that's exactly what I was picturing <laughs> Haley yeah it's 300 square feet sure so it's very cramped but like the walls are just it, it's kind of like unusable books like they're pushed into the walls he couldn't pull them off of the walls it's just like the imagination of like being surrounded by books um they're not like actually taking up physical space to cut into his square feet but he's just surrounded by this library of books and yeah there's like a, a cot and uh a big giant on one wall uh spiral of phrasma and in, the, in case this changes at all any of your stuff technically you guys have the equivalent of three 10 foot cubes 
So you decide with that what you do. Mm. That's a 10 foot by 10 foot, 10 foot high. So if you just want a tower. All right, I won't go vertical. <laughs> I'll have a regular room, but yeah. I just want to make sure for you guys to have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matumbe, I think you, you know, you get into this room and the magic is all encompassing. So, you know, you see this library and this cot and, you know, the, the spiral of phrasma, but like you can smell like old books and like candle wax and the faint hint of like incense that you remember from, from like, from the, from the churches of phrasma you've been to so far through your adventure. Who's next? Eclipse can go. Sure. Uh, Eclipse, your room, when you describe it, uh, I don't care how you describe it. It has a little, you know, like the, in a hotel when the parents and kids get two separate rooms, but they're attached by the middle. It's, it has one of those through doors for the lopper. <laughs> the lopper just beelines to that through door and is in another space. So what do you each do with your 150 square feet? <laughs> oh, there's enough for him to have his own. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, oh, the I lopper's mean, got his own. I, so technically I did use a point so that it's at 15th level, which means I get 15 sets of three. <laughs> cubes. Nice. So plenty of cubes to go around. (laughs) So Eclipse walks in and it's actually almost a replica of her parents' house uh, that she was in for episode 200, but restored and not burned down. And within that, there's the the chair and there's the fireplace and there's it looks just like that. The only thing that's an exception is there is a bed big enough for her in the room. And maybe you, like, you remember this so vividly from your recent dream. You open the door to the lopper's space and it actually is like the front door of your house. And you realize, like, his spot, it's just your front porch. You can see off into the distance the magic just replicates it's obviously not that big, but mm-hmm. it looks like you're looking off onto the farm. And the lopper has just a, you know, rocking chair there and a hammock for his portion. Oh, this is too sweet. Well, I want to cast this a bunch of times now. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I think, you know, it it has it has those familiar smells. Like when you exit, yeah. it kind of smells... You can smell like grain and grass, but when you're inside, you can smell like your parents cooking, like the exotic spices and that kind of thing. Yeah. And for her, you know, the only thing missing is the noise. So she's glad that the lopper's at least connected in the (laughs) little side room. So Nice. Nice. Well, Air Bear's room is not going to be uh, laid out in in the normal fashion at all he is gonna make it about as long as possible and this is specifically to accommodate his uh full family portrait on the wall <laughs> that just <laughs> goes <laughs> it's just a, it's a hundred foot long <laughs> text <laughs> brooks that's the funniest shit you said this book <laughs> And, and I guess it wouldn't be complete 
if there weren't a strange number of of chairs and tables as well, uh, ornate like armchairs, some of your like just normal kitchen table chairs. Your and- new hobby. <laughs> And I guess, so if these are, if he's getting like meals or if they're, all of these meals are prepared, does that mean that he is uh, prepared, I guess, flesh of a sentient being as well? Um, so it just says the place is furnished and contains sufficient foodstuffs to serve a nine course banquet to a dozen people per caster level. We, we did cast this at 15th level, so it doesn't describe what those are. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think. You know, it's magical enough to provide the food that all of you eat. Yes. Fantastic. I would imagine as we go to, like, eventually after everyone has described the room, we're all going to sit in this dining room and the, the like, semi-transparent servants are going to feed us and each, everybody's going to have something that looks totally different. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay. Bear, bear, you know, the, the familiar scent of dollar hot dogs <laughs> and chicken rolls, you know, wafts in, you remember... You remember when they were just family recipes before they got, uh, you know, before they got corporate at Losco? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He he reminisces uh, walking down his corridor of a room. <laughs> when Lyra opens the door to her room, she breaks out in a huge smile as uh, she sees before her is a uh, sand floor room rather square sorry for whoever has a room next to her she'll probably be tracking some sand around in the very center of the room there's a large clamshell bed that has a water mattress in it and then uh, there's a window on one of the walls and I presume it's not showing what's actually uh, outside on this plane so instead it's projecting uh the view below water like just below the waves so there's at the very top just slight water movement uh so as she falls asleep she can just stare at the peaceful water flowing and find her inner peace oh i love that yeah you you walk into this room and it's both like the the warmth of like sand on a sunny day like the sand has that that heat to it but it's also like the chill of being, you know, partially underwater. Like it, it, it comforts Lyra who, you know, spends all this time like lying in water and salt water. You can smell like the salt breeze, uh, maybe even like faintly here, you know, kind of, kind of in two parts because you're not even fully underwater, but like, you know, above you, you can kind of hear seabirds. But when you lie down in bed, you kind of get that like, ear to a seashell mm. like sound of the ocean so Durin walks up to a door and pauses takes a deep breath opens it and steps through and when he does he enters into like a green canvas tent and you can hear the wind whistling outside and you hear the low boom boom of like artillery explosions on like on the distant horizon he just kind of sighs and is like so this this is home and there's just like a small cot and like a small little burner stove and he 
takes the bow off of his shoulder, sets it to the side, and just like sits down on the cot. Cause this is this is all he's ever known. And this is what home is to him. And that's unfortunate, but that's what it is. Yeah. It's like black powder mixed with dirt. Yeah. Like and it's it's cold as hell. Like the wind just cuts through it. You hear like orcs shouting like out like over the distant winds. It's just like trenches World War One shit. Like it's bad. But that's what home is and that's what this spell does and that's what he's got. Does someone else want to go? Tulia has to be the last one in, so I'd like to go last. Okay. So Ikmer's room is nothing like his uh, childhood home, but is like a well-furnished, warm, cozy wood cabin up in the woods. And so his bed frame is all wooden logs and with a, a plush mattress and the blankets are sustainably sourced uh, fur <laughs> furs um, so that he can can have a little reminder of of the rest of the wolves that that he's fighting for and has a uh, bedside table with uh, Sabriza's daughter in a picture frame. Mm. Yeah, Nickmer, you know, the the fire is always roaring and doesn't need tended. The you know, you smell a rich fireplace, but also like pine. And you can see that there's a window here, um, and you can look out to the woods. You see the woods kind of extend and you see the full moon high in the sky. I was about to ask, is the moon always full? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the moon's always full in this room. And you you can just like faintly hear throughout the night, just like the, you know, a howl will go oh, up. Yes. Uska opens the door to her room and all of the stress and the weight that she's been carrying through all of these combats melts off of her as she relaxes for the first time in probably days, maybe even weeks, as she looks into a uh, rather small, quaint stone room filled with furniture that looks really sturdily built and is maybe a little big for her, like she's kind of tapping back into a memory from when she was smaller. And uh, there's uh, a nice cozy bed and shelves. And instead of being filled with books, they're all filled with plants and little odds and ends and trinkets that she's collected uh, from outside. And in her window, um, outside, you can just see a forest. And this is the forest outside of her childhood home, also Freya's home. And she can hear, I think, uh, off in the distance. Her room isn't quiet. Uh, there's just some general hustle and bustle of people moving around. It's a it's a full house. Yeah, and if you were to notice on the like child's table in this room, there's a book and it's open to a page of a child's drawings. But now they make sense to you. These are the people from your stories. You recognize all of them. She spends some time flipping through these and reflecting back 
on all of the stories she heard growing up and that gave her this sense of adventure and wonder. And it's just an awe that she's she's met them and she's a part of this story and is continuing it on. She's living her childhood adventures and her stories. And amongst all of this uh, oppressive uh, fighting that we've been doing, she's able to find that sliver of hope and excitement that brought her here, the whole reason she's here. And she's going to sleep well tonight, holding on to that bit of hope. So Tulia does have to be the last one in the mansion as a whole, as she will shut up the door. And once she, the caster, so in this case, Tulia says, all of the people who are supposed to be here are here. Uh, the spoons that are on the back of this door turn horizontal, and that door now on the outside is gone. And we will be able to open it now from our side. So she locks up shop, and for her walking in to not just even her room, but the mansion itself, she smells the magic. And... That's maybe a silly thing to think of, but for her, the magic's almost tangible. She can smell that in the air, and she can just... It's, like, energizing for her to be in this place that is 100% built off of that. And she built it for everyone. She is very happy about that. So as you guys are all exploring and having these fantastic rooms, she heads to her room which I imagine is at the very end of this hall of doors. <laughs> and she goes to this door and you open it. And as she looks in, her room isn't one singular concept. It is a mishmash of things she's made over the years, failures, good things, and, and things from all over. Because Julia spent a lot of her years traveling and then she spent 50 years in Abaddon. <laughs> So she has aspects from Abaddon, but she also has aspects from all of these places because she hasn't had one place that's home. She's had a ton of places that feel like home. And even though Abaddon was an odd place, that's part of it. And now this mansion itself is almost a part of that home. It's pure magic for her. So you just see like weird magical things that don't really look like they match. And they're from all these different like locations and somewhere in there is a bed that has a, a patchwork quilt, essentially, of different things showing on this kind of quilt that is also representative of everything. So her room is not just a, a room or a thing. It is like as many things as possible crammed together into one idea. And that is where she feels more at peace and ready. So that is her room. And on one of the, you know, tables covered in clutter and, and magical reagents and that kind of thing, you see an unfurled contract. Yep. And when you read it, it describes your freedom. And there's your signature. It's already there. And there's a place for Lobstock to sign. And you see a couple of dribbles of ink and the ink pot. The ink is wet. It's ready to be signed. Yeah, and she stares at it. She maybe gives it a little bit more space, moves some things, just in case, because that's what she's looking for next. And then she sits down on the bed maybe for a minute, and then she's going to grab 
Abel, which I'm sure is in her room somewhere, and she is going to walk down this hall of doors and start ringing the bell for dinner because she wants everyone to have dinner together. You guys can do whatever you want for breakfast. She wants dinner together. <laughs> so she will start walking down, ringing the bell. All right, y'all, we're going to have some dinner here in about 15 minutes. And she's just going to call that out a couple times as she walks down this long hall of nine, well, eight doors, because the ninth door is inside of eclipses. <laughs> I didn't realize that it didn't have an, like a door to the outside, like a normal like <laughs> hotel door. Like. That, is, uh, not, that is not how I uh, heard it when Griffin described it. Yeah, it's, it. Like, <laughs> it's like you're entering Eclipse's old house from the side. Yeah. And like the front door is actually the lopper's door. I love it. Everyone like the rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, how could we not? Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're yours. Design them ourselves. But yeah. So we'll have uh dinner and at dinner it's obviously everything we want, and I'm sure we're gonna want to heal and sleep, but I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to do. I think Uska would We got time. <laughs> If things can be removed from the room, Uska's going to bring her childhood memory book just to show everyone the uh, interpretation that she had. She <laughs> It brought her so much joy. Uh, she wants to share it with everyone else to get a little smile of themselves as like a, a circle with a couple sticks. And then as she gets older, they maybe get a little better, but she's no artist. Here's a here's a tall stick figure with a top hat. Which yeah. is a square. <laughs> a cape that's a little too small. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you can certainly bring the contents of your room out to, you know, the, the whole mansion is is magicked by the same magic. So it doesn't disappear when you leave the threshold. Air Bear walk us through the entire family. Air Bear rolls up his hundred foot long tapestry. Air Bear is like, do you do you guys want to see my family in my room? Everyone's gonna be like, wait, what? I like to imagine Air Bear's room is also like has like five foot ceilings because that's what he's used to with her. You know, in like a Warren or whatever. Like they don't need they don't need it to be normal. Takuma's going in sideways. You all gather for dinner and magically everyone's favorite food is what is provided by the mansion i don't know we might have uh during eating field rations out of a can i was i was gonna say (laughs) it's nine courses nine courses of field rations you better buckle in but every single every single (laughs) nine mres Come on! Why is everybody else getting this? <laughs> just, just like trash rations. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think I think it's one of those things though where like everybody's favorite food appears, but that certainly doesn't mean that like you guys can't like share your favorite foods with like everybody else. I maybe also, that maybe that means like Air Bear doesn't, but like yeah. <laughs> well, I also, I also think sometimes it's just it's not even like what's the best thing in the world but what's the right thing at the right time so like yeah one of these things could be like a field ration for Durin but maybe he like was out scouting for five days came back starving didn't have a bite to eat that entire time and ate like a basic ration that tasted incredible like we've all had that right where it's like 
God, I just need a cup of coffee. And you get like gas station coffee, which, you know, objectively sucks. And it's like delicious. Or you go to like a dive bar and like they have like beer on tap and it's Miller Lite, but it's like ice cold. And it just hits the spot like the the right thing at the right time. The beauty of this magic. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. The beauty of this magic is it tastes like your memory. It doesn't taste Mm -hmm. like what it is. Mm -hmm. So if that was the best thing you had ever, you know, you felt like you ever tasted even if it objectively wasn't like this magic makes you remember that time that you had it. Yeah. You loved it. So I would like, in case you guys didn't know, so I had to look this up because I didn't know what a nine course meal typically includes. Ooh. Okay. That is it. Like there's actually a standard of courses. I'm interested. Which is fun. So it includes an order. So that's, that. it would be the best order of ever for you. Right. Soup, appetizer, which is different than hors d'oeuvres. Oh boy. Salad, fish, main course, palate cleanser, dessert, and a word I cannot pronounce. It's uh, M I G N A R D I S E. I don't know what, I don't know how to pronounce that. Oh, no Maybe? idea. Menards? <laughs> I think it's Menards, yeah. <laughs> Saving money. So, what that is, Saving is money. it is a, it is French. It's, um, I believe it's French, anyways. But it's it's like a uh, it's kind of a bite size dessert. That's the one that's the one that goes with the coffee. So if you think about, I thought the it dessert, was like the after dinner men. <laughs> yeah, kind of because it's supposed to be. The, it's the it's the small version of the dessert that goes with the coffee, right? Mm. So if you have a cake as your dessert or ice cream as your dessert, the next thing might be like small cookies or tarts, right? Small dessert. That's the best description that I can see on the. Thing. But I didn't know because there there is a full set of standards from three course to twelve course, which I didn't know any of that, and I had to look it up when we are going to do a nine course meal. So you guys, wow! Just in case you didn't there, know. you go. But but you didn't didn't splurge on the mansion that had twelve courses. Yeah, it's a little mm. expensive. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I can do. You know what? I, instead of splurging on a twelve course meal, I did instead pick. Uh, Let's see. What is the math here? Uh, 12. I gave you 189 course meals. <laughs> oh, good. good. Oh. I, I think that's enough. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I That's uh, the fun facts. And you guys can think about what that means for you guys. But uh, I do think it's definitely the memory. And I'm sure it doesn't have to be in that exact order or anything. And I know for a fact, Tulio's would nowhere near come in that order hers is gonna be all over the place because that's what makes sense for her but yeah i'm sure all of these smells in this house uh, except for air bear's food are just amazing just Mm -hmm. intoxicating yeah man fancy meals for all Mm -hmm. i'm a i'm a little bit curious what (laughs) as an ectoplasmic oh He'd probably eat everything from when he was like alive. Yeah, the lopper was almost executed, so he had a last meal. Yeah, he was, he was just about to be executed when the fire happened. So right. now, what that is, you know, is fairly simple for him. He's got like half a chicken, you know, gravy. Yeah, it's classic, classic meat lovers, mashed potatoes lovers. It's kind of like a the mm. meat and potatoes guy, or he was. Yeah. The one thing you guys might recognize is Eclipse's soup uh, entree or soup dish for sure is the soup that she made in the forest with everyone after she stole the spices 
mm-hmm. from that manner. Good yes. soup. Yes. Right. Anything we want to address or discuss? Yeah, do you guys have anything you want to bring up at dinner or after dinner before you go to bed? No, I, I think we're stuffed. I also think this is just like an opportunity, maybe not necessarily that we're going to roleplay everything out, but it's just like we can relax for a minute. Like if think of what our characters have gone through, even when we were like camping in the woods or sleeping in tents or in inns, whether that's Califas or Ilmarsh or wherever, like we were always still always a little concerned that someone might slip through the window and slit your throat, right? Like we were always making enemies. We're always fighting people. The whispering way is always out there, but here there's no way for anybody to get inside. Everything feels and tastes like home. This is the first time in like six months that any of us can enjoy ourselves. I think the conversations are something kind of like, can y'all believe we got here on some sort of fine ship? That's insane, yeah, well, right? I think that, yeah. Right. Like things like that. All like, the time. <laughs> like, will we be able to like take a step back from everything? But Tumbeo, like, talk about his wife and his kids. Like, we've probably not talked about that very much, but like. Yeah, maybe comes up when like you have just like one of your courses is like something like traditionally like Mwangi. Uh, and so you have to explain I never what thought the course my is. oldest son would have a, a taste for food, but he is an incredible cook. And like it'd just be like we weird, like very specific things about his family and the people that he lived with that he would share with everybody. They would never come up otherwise, because we're always on the run and always looking over our shoulders and sleeping in shifts and shit. Yeah, I think it's a lot of like talking about specific things from our past that are a reminder, but also and like that also just general decompression of like everything that's happening. I almost think tonight's not even strategy about what we're going to do when we open the door tomorrow isn't even thought of. I oh. think tonight is it's decompression. It's, it's eating this good food. It's having the good drinks. It's knowing you're going to go back to what feels like home when you go into that door. It's it's probably the one of the best nights that our characters are going to have in a very long time and have had in a long time. Yeah, the the loppers like at the table, you know, all this food still tastes like food to him. And he he like turns to those of you that were at Harrowstone. He's like, did you guys know uh, that uh, the Piper Vilmarsh, he, nobody could figure out his name for the longest time. It wasn't even in his records. But finally, we we had a moment in the yard with like, with the splatter man, with me, with him. You remember him, right? His name was Huey. Can't <laughs> <laughs> believe it. Come on. This big dangerous man with all the sturges went oh. by Huey. I think his mom called him that. <laughs> oh, come here. The Piper of Ilmarsh. Let me tell you about it. He's like explaining to like Tulia and Durin and like Air Bear. Like, was that? his villain origin story? I don't know. Who plays a pipe, honestly? <laughs> Big old mosquitoes following him around? Come on. <laughs> and eventually with the weight of the food and, you know, the conversation kind of fades a little bit, you know, you get your time spent looking over like Uska's coloring book and like all, all these other things. You guys just kind of, you know, take a couple hours to bond and then I think exhaustion kind of (laughs) exhaustion from what you've all been through kind of takes the group of you and 
you go to bed and you dream and for once none of you have a tortured ominous nightmare I think you dream of what's after what's after everything all of this and you all feel stronger because you level up oh my gosh I'll take that and I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week I I can't wait to level up knew it Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.